1: Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick.
0: All right, welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for The Viking Age. Before we get started today, make sure to follow. The Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at the Age, And you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash Age. All right. On today's show, we've got Dean Jones. He writes for us here at The Viking Age, but he also covers the Carolina Panthers for catcrave.com, the fan-sided site that covers the Panthers. So he's here to help us learn a little bit more about the Vikings' next opponent, the Panthers. Uh, They will be playing on Sunday at noon Central Time in Carolina. At this point, I believe there's no line for the game. I don't know if they're waiting on Christian McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook to see if they're going to play before they do any of that. But right now, it seems like it's going to be a
1: pretty close game. So welcome back
0: to the show, Dean.
1: Thanks for having me, Adam. Yeah, I think uh, the Panthers were one-point favorite when they opened. Yeah. yeah. So, um, obviously, there's just so many unknowns in there with McCaffrey and Cook and, yep. obviously, Jefferson and Thielen on the injury report today as well. So Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: All right, so the Panthers started the season 3-0,
0: but they're now 3-2 after dropping their last two games. So what do you think has been the biggest difference in the team's performance during the last two weeks compared to how they were the first three weeks. I know Christian McCaffrey has been playing, but you know, there's other aspects of the team as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, McCaffrey missing has really impacted Sam Donald, uh, that security blanket from, uh, the backfield, uh, that he was using a lot, to be honest. I mean, he was getting 30 combined touches every game over the first three games, more or less before getting hurt. And um, they've also been missing Shaq Thompson as well, uh, last week, which was a major blow. He's been playing some outstanding football, um, this season, obviously, with some better better talent around him, I'd say, as well mm-hmm. on defence. A um, uh, much improved secondary that's uh, allowed the front seven to sort of get a bit more pressure on opposing quarterbacks rather than more worrying about coverage. Um, but I'd probably say the absence of McCaffrey has just really impacted the offence. I mean, because the defence is still playing really well uh, outside of the Dallas game where they got ran all over. Mm-hmm. Um but it's i I can't say it's all the offensive line because it's not uh Sam Darnold's making out making errors, yeah. um panicking in the pocket, um when when the pocket's collapsing because he's under pressure quite a lot. I mean the line's terrible, but we'll probably talk about that a little bit <laughs> later on. <laughs> but um I'd probably say Darnold's sort of slight regression, uh offensive line just really poor. Yeah, uh, Christian McCaffrey being hurt and um, Shaq Thompson not being around, but on on defense would be the four main sort of contributing factors. Uh, outside of the coaching staff, uh, I mean, there's some really bad situational football and decisions being made uh, in crucial situations, which uh, isn't isn't helping them a bit either.
0: Probably opponent quality too, as well, right? Because they played the yeah what, Jets, yeah, I mean, Jets and had, Texans.
1: Yeah. yeah, they had it easy to start. I mean, that, Dallas was uh, obviously going to be the measuring stick game for them. Um, and as it turns out, Dallas look like they're going to be a, a lively contender in the yeah. NFC, judging by yep. what we've seen. So, I mean, that's a one step too far for this Carolina team at this stage. Um the Eagles, I mean, they came into the game at one and one and three. Yep. So um, I mean, and they were missing some players as well. So that was really disappointing. I mean, yep. I mean, the second half they were terrible, and that's one that got away from them. Yep. And they could easily be four and one right now. So um, I mean, it's not the end of the world, but I, th- I think last weekend, especially, was a was a bit of a gut check for them, and in, in terms of how much they do need to do, uh, not not only with the personnel they've got starting games, but if if one or two key men go out, then that 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 that's just not what it what, what it should be, or if they want to be a sort of a playoff contender moving forward, I think.
0: So you watched Teddy Bridgewater last season as the the Panthers' starter, and this year it's Sam Darnold. Yeah. Um, has there been a maybe a noticeable difference in the performance of the offense this season, or is it about the same as last season? Do you think?
1: Um, it depends uh, which game you're watching, really. <laughs> uh, if 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 McCaffrey's there, it's different. Right. But yeah, like like with Teddy. I mean, t- Teddy only had uh, Christian for probably th- just under three games. I think yeah. uh, all through the season, and that's that really impacted him. I know Mike Davis played well, but yeah. Uh, he's he's a veteran and he's limited and he doesn't sort of bring what McCaffrey does to games. Yeah. Um but I think his chemistry with with DJ Moore is a lot better than Teddy's was. Um DJ's really come into his own this season again. I mean, um one of the more underrated wide receivers in in the NFL. Um I mean, he had back-to-back 1000-yard seasons yeah. with sort of less than stellar quarterback play and, um but I think Donald's uh, looking uh, to him too often I think at the moment um, and if it's not there then he's struggling to go through his progressions a little bit and that's where uh, Sam makes mistakes if he's under pressure and not processing things very well. Mm, that um, sounds familiar. Yeah yeah because yeah. <laughs> uh, I think he threw one pick in three games and McCaffrey was there and he's thrown five mm-hmm. in the last two so mm-hmm. uh, that tells you all you need to know really um, and the pendulum sort of swung a little bit as well in uh, just judging by what you're hearing from the fans on uh, social media, I mean, I mean they were they were really impressed with what they saw from him over the first three games. But obviously, when the opposition gets a little tougher and mm-hmm. teams get more film on how to sort of get pressure with four men against this poor offensive line, uh, he's he's found it a little difficult. Um, I'd probably say it's about the same at the moment. I think if Teddy was still quarterback in the Panthers, they'd be three and two. Uh, there wouldn't be anything higher than that, and um, I know he's. I know Teddy himself started well at Denver it's before yeah. last weekend. Anyway, so um, it was a decision they made to move on. I mean, yeah. it was a bad contract. The, the The contract was the only thing I had a real problem with. I mean, giving him sort of three years and thirty three million guaranteed was was just was just foolish considering he 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 hadn't started a full season since he was with the Vikings. So. Right. Um, and they're still paying him seventeen million dollars this year to for him to play for Denver, so mm-hmm. <laughs> not exactly ideal. But I'd probably say it's about on a par. I mean, I mean, Sam's Sam's good has been better than Teddy's good. Yeah. Um, all right. So we mentioned Christian McCaffrey uh,
0: a couple times. He's missed the last two games with a with a hamstring injury, but sounds like he's got a, a decent chance to return to the field for the Panthers this week. I think what today is Wednesday. I think he was a limited participant in practice. Um but even if he's not hundred percent healthy and then he's able to play, how would his return just impact Carolina's offense, do you think? Uh
1: I think he sets the tone. I mean he's he's the best draw set back in the league for me. Um helps so much. Uh better just. than Dalvin Cook, huh? Yeah, but from past catching, I mean, yeah. I mean McCaffrey's on another level, I think. Um and you only have to see how the Panthers have struggled offensively without him over the last yeah. two games to see how important he is to them. Um I'd say on uh, his blocking as well. I mean, he's probably the Panthers I, I I made a joke on Twitter that he was the Panthers' best interior blocker, which which might not be far away. <laughs> um but that but that's just <laughs> honestly, but that's just another dimension to his mm-hmm. game that that's going to help Sam Darnold. I mean, if his first read's not there, then he knows that he knows McCaffrey can go on a Texas route or in a slant or uh, on a screen, and he'll he'll be open more often than not, and um, that can give him a little bit of confidence uh, inside as well, especially when sort of pressure comes his way, which is bound to, um, and it and it'll totally change sort of how Minnesota approach a game from a defensive standpoint as well. I mean, if McCaffrey's there, you, I mean you're putting eight nine in the box um on almost every down really. So yeah. that'll should open things up for um DJ Moore and Terrace Marshall Jr., Robbie Anderson, um, who hasn't really got going yet this season. Um so I mean the importance of him to from a scheme standpoint cannot be understated really. Um and it's gonna be interesting to see. I know Matt Rawl said he was fifty fifty in his presser just before I came on here, um, which means he's touch and go, but I mean I mean if I was the Panthers I w- I wouldn't risk him unless he was near to or at 100%. I mean there's a lot of cons- left. Yeah and especially the complications he went through last year as well. I mean I don't I don't know if they rushed him too back last year, right. uh, too soon last year um, but he only played three games so and the I mean he's got a lot a lot of mileage on the tires considering his age given the amount of touches he's already had in his career so Either either tone it down with him or don't put him out there unless he's 100% if you're going to keep giving him 30 touches a game. Yeah. Hamstrings are tough because
0: they're soft tissue. And especially with his position where he's, you know, constantly changing speed and exploding and stuff. And, yeah, that's something they shouldn't be messing around with, uh, especially because there are 12 games left in the season. And they should have a pretty good shot at, at least, you know, the. A wild card spot, I feel like. Um
1: yeah, I mean they've they've got some winnable games uh mm-hmm. coming up after after this one. I think they've got the Giants, Patriots, and um Vikings. Yeah. So I mean if they can get a couple of wins out of them, uh it, it does get a little tougher towards the end. I mean, they played Tampa twice in the out of the last mm-hmm. three weeks. Mm-hmm. So if they haven't got I think if they haven't got a cushion by then. Uh, I can't imagine Tampa sort of taking their foot off the gas to mm. let an see South rival get in the postseason, so um, it's going to be difficult for them. I think in that respect.
0: All right, so we we talked a little bit about what their offensive line how they've they've struggled at least at least recently, uh, giving up some sacks. Um, how worried should their offensive line be going into this game with the Vikings against the defensive line featuring Daniel Hunter? And Everson Griffin who's now back to being a starter.
1: Oh, I I, I cannot tell you how much <laughs> Daniel Hunter and Everson Griffin should be looking forward to this game in yeah. all honesty. Um it's it's porous. That's being polite. I mean it's I mean, everybody expected it to be this way. I mean, yeah. in free agency they they, they sang Cam Irving and Pat Elfline at the on the first day of free agency, <laughs> which was I mean, you you probably could could pick them up right now off the way off the agency. I mean, is the,
0: still on the roster? Did he go on injured reserve? He
1: he was injured last week. I yeah. think he's going to be back in some capacity this week because Taylor Moten's going back oh, over to anxiety. right tackle.
0: I'm sure yeah, the Vikings will let him go against him.
1: He's he's being exactly as advertised. John Miller at right guard is. It's just an abomination. I mean, he, <laughs> he, he, can't, he, he can't block. I think his pro football focus past blocking grade last week was 22.7, wow. which was the lowest I think I've ever seen. I mean, I mean, he he's
0: contracted COVID. Drew or, or yeah, yeah,
1: I mean, he's, he's, he's on a par with that, really. I mean, run blocking is is not bad with this group. Hmm. I, mean, I mean, it's not good, but it's not bad. But in pass protection, they're just all at sea. I mean Taylor Moten's uh, their one shining light at right tackle, um, but I think it's a real opportunity for for the Vikings to to sort of generate pressure with four. I mean the Eagles were doing it with just stunts and shifts and just a lack of communication on the line, and and they were just getting through with so sometimes in it with just two man, and it was it was just unbelievable to watch really. So uh, I'm not sure which way they're going to go. I know Brady Christensen, in the rookie. He played last last week at right tackle. Um, but he's he's primarily a left tackle in college at BYU. So um I know there's some concerns about his arm length, but God, I mean, Rashawn Slater's had exactly the same coming out of uh yeah. Northwestern. And look how he's getting on at the charges. So mm-hmm. I mean, and they just haven't got anything better. <laughs> it's as simple as that. The, the, the depth is depth is also really concerning. So I mean, just 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 put him in. I mean, you traded up in the third round to to go and get him. And it's not and it's not like he's an all a young rookie. I mean, he's 24-25 years old oh, because wow. of the so, sort of the programme at BYU there. So just throw him in and see how he gets on. He can't be any worse than John Miller and Dallas Daly and Cam Irvin, that's for sure. <laughs> um in terms of how the Vikings can generate pressure. I mean, do you remember the Saints playoff game where they just shoved yeah. Daniel Hunter yeah. and Everson Daniel yeah. Hunter and Everson Griffin on the interior? I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. Mike Zimmer should be doing that from start to finish in this game. <laughs> just, just just putting Daniil Hunter and Everson Griffin on most passing situations I just think they've been
0: the, yeah I think they've been lining up Griffin on the inside a bunch of times still this year I've seen numerous times where he's been on the inside it might be different now that he's you know
1: back to being a starter um, yeah yeah but if you if you, if, if you could put Hunter and Griffin on sort of Dennis Daly and John Miller whoever's starting at guard I mean I mean that's a recipe for success for me judging by what I've seen so far this season and um, if they can get pressure with four, uh, then obviously that makes things a little bit easier for the linebackers because um, they have got a, a nice slot option in Terrace Marshall Jr., uh, who's not really sort of hit the hit the sort of heights that uh, many were hoping. Mm-hmm. But um, he's physical, fast, he's got good ball skills, so he'll he'll need to be monitored. But this is an outstanding game for the Vikings defensive front if they want to sort of boost their numbers, <laughs> I think. It really is. I, I can't. If if McCaffrey's not there, um, then it's 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 like sort of a red flag to a ball in certain respects, isn't it? It's sort of poor, and poor Sam Donald's gonna have to. So get 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 out on the move and try and make things happen on his own. Yeah, uh,
0: I think if you left out the names of the Panthers offensive linemen, I would just think you're talking about the Vikings offensive line. It's, it's, <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's very been a lot similar this year. It's been it's been, it's been I wouldn't say a lot better but it's been better and I just got Darius in there so yeah. you know hopefully
1: it's, uh, it's do you think he's going to start this week? I mean he better like what, what, what I don't understand what yeah. they're doing
0: with this rotation, you know, stuff like it's the regular season, pick someone and go. We don't need to we don't need yeah. to like pretend like 20 more snaps is going to affect somebody. <laughs> um especially yeah. when Twenty more, it's twenty more snaps of Rashad Hill being on the field, which you know
1: exactly. I mean, you know what you, you've got with him. Poor Rashad yeah.
0: Hill. He's like, I'm just going to be a backup for like my career, and he's getting thrown into the fire because you know Dariusaw gets hurt, and some other guys have gotten hurt in the past, and he's like, I just want to be a backup. Like, I don't need to start. Um, no,
1: that's so, yeah. going to be a fascinating battle for me. That the um, the Vikings uh, offensive line and Carolina's defensive front. Yeah. That's gonna that's gonna be fascinating to watch. Yeah, I was, um, just, gonna you, so, I was just gonna ask I was gonna ask you about
0: the defensive side of the ball.
1: Yeah, I mean they are the scheming of so things up really well for them. Uh like like said before with Shaq Thompson, they've got a lot better options now. Um so I think he's getting a little bit more creative with 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 blitz packages and things like that. I mean he switches between the four three and the three four quite a lot. Um he's got Brian Burns and Hassan Redick flying off the edge. Um, and two space eaters in the middle, and Derek Brown and Daquan Jones, who were, who were also playing well, obviously outside of the Dallas game, where they just got run all over by sort of, Zach's, I mean, Zach Martin played, <laughs> played bully ball on them all, really. He was, he was just outstanding to watch that day. But um, that's going to be a fascinating battle. I mean, Br- Brian O'Neill against Brian Burns will be one of the key matchups to watch, I think, if, if Burns is still coming off the left. I know he likes to shift around. And then if if Darisau does get a start a left tackle and has to go against the Sun that's going to be a a, a big baptism of fire for him because Reddick's been absolutely sensational so far this season. Um, but obviously that sort of depends on whether Darvin Cook's playing or not, doesn't it? Because it, right. it does change the dynamic. It'll change the dynamic for the Panthers as well. They'll have to be more disciplined uh, with the with a with a gap penetration. Uh, otherwise, Cook's going to break off big yardage without Shaq there at the second level. I think.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure if they should play Cook or not because they got to the buy after this game. But got yeah, I don't know what they're looking at. Like if we, if they, if the Vikings lose this game, like do they think like their season's over? I don't think it's over. But um,
1: no, like I said, there's a long way to go. I'm, yeah. and it's not like Alexander Madison is playing poorly. I exactly, mean, he's, he, he's just absolutely on fire. Just holding I mean, the ball, so unbelievable.
0: Is just hold on to the ball at the end of the games. Apparently, it's something the Vikings really <laughs> have struggled to do this season <laughs> and in the past, obviously. Um, yeah. but speaking of the Vikings, you know, offensive struggles, they've struggled a bit the last two weeks compared to how they performed in the first three games against Carolina. Do you expect these struggles probably to continue, or is there an area of the Panthers' defense that you think the, the Vikings can exploit?
1: Um, this is a very, very good defense. I mean, if they if they stop the run, I mean, they're hard to get yards in the passing game on. Yeah, uh, they've, they've got a really good secondary. Um, Dante Jackson's playing out of his mind at the minute. He's he's in a he's in a contract year, and I think the main question with him was could he stay healthy for sort of a long period of time. And he seems to be over over his toe problem that sort of restricted him last year, and he's he's been absolutely unbelievable. I mean, and they just got CJ
0: Henderson, right?
1: Yeah, CJ Henderson's there. I mean, he played. Um, he played quite a lot of snaps. And uh, Stefan Gil- well, Gilmore's not going to play, right? Gilmore's so. uh, coming off the Pep week seven, week so, so, so yeah. he'll be he'll be available for the Giants game. Right. Uh, all being well with his quad, obviously, because he's been out a long time. Uh, and then they got AJ Bouye as well. He was he was absolutely. Oh, yeah. he, he was it he was fantastic as well last week. Uh, and then obviously you've got Jeremy Chin at safety. I would say the one place you could probably get them is uh, next to Chin. I mean, they've got Sean Chandler and Sam Franklin who were who are just basically backups. Uh, Justin Burris is on IR at the minute, so uh, if there was one sort of play you'd want to be targeting when Franklin's on the field because he is struggling in coverage a little bit, it would be him. Uh, but they are hard to move the ball on in a passing game, uh, especially if the uh, defensive front's getting pressure quickly. Um, 'Cause it's sort of going hand in hand at the minute. I mean, it, it does, doesn't it? If the coverage is good and the pressure's quick, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's that's that's all you need in a defence, really. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd probably say it is very hard to move the ball on. So that's going to be interesting to see um how the Vikings scheme it up. I mean, play action is something uh that does become Carolinas and doing sometimes. I mean, they have got young players who do who do bite on occasions to to that. And uh, if whoever's playing Madison or Cook can sort of establish that run early, uh, then it will probably lead to a couple of opportunities down the field in that area because, like say, the young players and uh, they, they will bite to that on occasions. But I mean, they, they've just been so impressive, the defense. I mean, taking the Dallas game out, they, they've dominated every team they've played, really. I mean, I mean, even Philadelphia last week in the second mm-hmm. half when the offense was doing absolutely nothing. They're still creating turnovers and restricting them and it took a block punt at the end to mm-hmm. for the Eagles to go in for a touchdown with a short field. So um they they can't be doing any more than they are really. It's it's more on the office offensive side and on special teams where where complications are emerging from.
0: Very good. So the Vikings are gonna run the ball like fifty times on on Sunday. Uh no. Uh yeah, uh, it sounds like it's gonna yeah. be a low scoring game. That's that's what it what it sounds like. Especially if you know McCaffrey's not playing and, and Cook's not playing, probably.
1: Yeah, I think what was the over under like forty four or something. I think. So, yeah, it's yeah. like forty
0: six or something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's not. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect uh, a a high scoring game. Um, I mean, it's not going to be a shootout. I don't think. No. A couple of points here and there will be close.
0: All right. I'll get you out of here with this. The Panthers are a team that keeps getting thrown out as a potential trade destination for current Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson. Um what do you think the chances are that Watson's getting traded to the Panthers before this season's trade deadline on November second? Zero percent.
1: Zero, zero. Okay. Zero. Absolutely zero. No. Uh, first of all, you've got the legal problems. I mean, what? I why even you, about those. What are you talking about? Yeah, but why? why I mean, <laughs> I, I just don't get it. I mean, yeah. Ta- yeah. talent wise, no dispute. I mean, right. before all this came out, Carolina were going to give up three first round picks Christian yeah. McCaffrey, Brian Burns, and God knows what else, which is fine. I mean, he's a franchise player, top five quarterback. But you can't be mortgaging in your future for a player who's just who, who could go on the exempt list at any moment and mm-hmm. even go to prison for what for mm-hmm. what what he's alleged to have done if he gets found guilty. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's I mean I I mean I get why people are, are speculating and with the dolphins and the eagles and whatnot. I mean, but it's asinine to me. I mean, <laughs> no, no, it, no, it really is. Like, I mean, no team in their right mind is going to trade three first round picks. And Houston have washed the hands of him. They they can just sit there and wait for it to play out. I mean, if it plays out in a positive fashion for him, take three first round picks and you'll have five or six teams queuing up to, to give them. But at the moment, I mean he's stuck between a rock and a hard place. And there's no way that the NFL haven't got involved and told Houston that if he if they do activate him at any stage, they are going to put him on the exempt list until they get sorted out. Because yeah, I mean the backlash they'd get from playing him in any way, because Tyrell Taylor's. Tyler Taylor got hit before the first amount football game against the Panthers, and they went with Davis Mills. I mean, which is fine. I mean, that's why they drafted him. Mm-hmm. But I just think the thought of a- anybody trading anything for <laughs> a player who's got so much over his head at the moment, mm-hmm. I mean, from a talent perspective, I mean, you can't knock him. I mean, he's, he's absolutely phenomenal. But and what what he's done with so little in Houston, I mean, if you put him in Carolina's team right now, I mean that they're, they're an instant playoff contender, whether they've got an offensive line or not, because he just makes things happen at the drop of a hat. And but yeah, I'd, I'd say zero percent. I mean, they've made their bed with Sam Donald; they extended his fifth-year option. That's where they're at. If he continues to regress, then I think maybe they can take it away. Be. They could take. They could still take it away. Yeah, yeah, but like, like say, if if he continues to regress, I mean. Right. Then you've got Aaron Rodgers. You've got the Watson situation, maybe resolved by them One Aaron right Rodgers, he's going in the Broncos. Come on. So, and then you've got Russell Wilson, <laughs> who I think is on his way out of Seattle after next year as well. So, I mean, if oh really? Wins, you think so? Yeah, I, th- I think this is. I think. I mean, I was listening to a podcast the other day that said he was done with Pete Carroll, which I thought was a bit harsh considering he's just got he's he's only been injured and it was yeah. wasn't due to a lack of play or something like that. But no. I mean, there's going to come a time where where they'll part ways and I think it might be next year. And, yeah.
0: but, I've, I, I think mean, Pete you know, Carroll might actually
1: I think Pete Carroll might actually be gone
0: for Russell Wilson. I yeah. If, but, if it was between the two I think Pete Carroll would get out of there.
1: Yeah. And I think if, if, 70, if teams, Was he 70? Yeah, get out of there. What, yeah, what yeah. If, <laughs> but I think if teams are just thinking they're going to try and pull a fastball yeah. and get and get Deshaun Watson for cheap uh, yeah, so I, I, I just happy. I just can't see it. I just I, it it just boggles my mind that that would even
0: it's easy content support. you and me know that it's oh easy. yeah I mean
1: do, I mean don't get me wrong I've written throw a lot his,
0: about, throw his I've name lot out lot. there it's <laughs> easy
1: yeah I've written a lot about it I mean especially <laughs> yeah. sort of the, start, the start of the year when yeah. when it really looked like Carolina were going to go all in for him mm-hmm. I mean David Tepper was sort of adamant he was, he was the man and they, they were going to just move all their chips into the table regardless of what they wanted but but he just can't do it at this stage. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was
0: just thinking too, like before we even started talking, how the whole ownership thing switched with Carolina, how that went down and why it went down. And then they would yeah, uh, acquire someone like Sean Watson. And I'm like, eh, I don't think that'd be too great. Yeah.
1: Back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he used to go on about Cam Newton's personality off the field. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He's all, all, all the, like, just, just because he was sort of flamboyant and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then if he rocks into town, good God, <laughs> it's just yeah, I just can't see. it's zero percent for me. I would All right. I'd, yeah i bet my last my last dollar. <laughs> it's just not happening. All right, Dean. Uh where can people follow you on Twitter? Uh my personal account is at Dean Jones underscore and the catgrave site is at catgrave blog.
0: Let's go check that out. Check out the Viking Age, obviously. Subscribe to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, we will talk to you later.
1: Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app.